Hey, it's Coco. And Carly. And sometimes at the Scott Shop. And we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint. Through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. Welcome to April. April. April showers. May flowers. It's beautiful. You know, we were just saying on our walk yesterday um, how within the month of April, you start April and then the end of April, everything looks so different. You know, it's like yeah. the blooms are starting. Then towards the end, it's like poof. Mother Nature moves people. Mother Nature hauls But it just goes to show you, like, I know nature kind of is linear when you look at April beginning to the end of April. We were just even talking about our pool open. Like, that's literally one month from now. But in our world, like, time, I just did a post about it, I think, yesterday or today where it's like... (laughs) She doesn't even know because time doesn't exist. Yeah, I can't remember. Where it's like minutes feels like years now and years feels like minutes. And it's all just collapsing. Like it's, well, there, you, it's if, just doesn't exist. Well, if you think about it, like from the time, like right now, the trees are just starting to sprout until they're like in, well, I don't say full bloom, but until like the leaves are kind of open, it's really not that long. No. But then once they're open, they will stay open for like a long time. And then we think all summer, think keyword that like it's been this way forever. Well, yeah, it's it's like, <laughs> have you seen those memes where it's like Canadians in September at 10 degrees and we're all bundled up and then Canadians right now. in March at 10 degrees, we're out there in shorts? Yeah. It's because you just perceive what's right in front of you as that being always. Yes. Yeah. Well, you get used to it, right? You get used to the cold weather and then all of a sudden when the warm weather hits <laughs> or you go from the warm weather to cold weather, it seems like it's such an extreme change and then you adjust to it. Yeah. And then once again, when the weather starts to warm back up and you hit like that nice warmer weather you're like oh this ain't so bad yeah you climatize speaking of which that's kind of exactly right where we are energetically yes is that switch that shift and now we're realizing that okay now we're starting to realize it's not so bad yeah and if you guys get the newsletter i really really love scott's piece this month where he was talking about how we're walking on this tightrope that's the size of your thumb and you get halfway across the the tightrope and you look back and like all your friends, family, you know, we'll call that your ego life, your human life are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come back, come back, come back. And you are at that point. We all are right now where it's like, you're at that point where it's easier to just keep going versus go back. Well, it's the same it's the same amount of work to go forward as it is to go backwards. You're like in that middle distance. And honestly, if you go back, you're just going to keep going forward. Do you know what I mean? Like we always say you can't undo what you know. And I know that a lot of you guys want to take those breaks or want to think that you're doing it or whatever your journey may be. But honestly, if you take nothing is right or wrong, but the longer that you kind of sit in your shit or sit in your spins or have that fight with your ego and and think your way through things, you are always going to have to go over the path over and over and over again. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, say in our work, for example, um, you came last summer and we haven't seen you since then. You would have had your whole entire journey since then, but yes, you would have moved forward, but you also would have went back a bit and you, we would still have to now push you forward on that rope again. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's the dance on the wire. It's like yeah. the two steps forward, one step back that really people 
tend to entail. But also, like, don't get discouraged if that's where you are. I know we've been through there. Yeah. And really, it's just like, it's mastery. Really what you're doing, it's kind of funny if you look at it through this lens is like, I'm just really making sure I feel 100% of this like emotion or this situation before I move on just to make sure. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just like to keep making sure that I've completely like dug the hole deep enough so that way I know like I'm never doing this again yes. because we were there, we've done it and we understand, but just make sure you're not keeping yourself stuck in that situation that you're still knowing like you got to keep moving forward or becoming a victim to it. It's so mm-hmm. easy to become a victim to our ascension. It's so easy to become a victim to what we perceive as reality and the state of the world right now. It's so easy to fall into that victim and that perceived reality when it's not, it's just one small timeline on the grand scale of things Mm -hmm. like right now as I'm talking I have like a million kind of like pictures that are coming up into me they're showing me kind of coding looks like computer code and it's like okay so like right now me Coco talking there's like an infinite amount of pictures coming up as screens right now that you can move towards but right now I would think that my only reality is looking straight ahead at at Carly well it's kind of like the glass half full half empty thing it's like you can look at this two different ways and it's the same amount of effort to do both but yeah. you'll revert back to what you already know yeah. and what you already know is probably the, the empty portion of it versus the full yeah. so just like how you're saying with the pictures it's like there's a million different options being presented to you and you have the same ability to pick every single one but because all you know which is me sitting across from you right now that's what you pick yeah well and like everything that's going on in in the 3d world is is that distraction for you so you don't move forward but guess what if if you've noticed over the last year the narrative that's being told has grown exponentially yeah it's gotten scarier it's gotten scarier because guess what more and more people are like this is kind of fucking crazy i just don't give a fuck i'm just gonna like do my own thing and kind of work my way through it and not being distracted by that it's and like listening you have, to that voice inside, yeah. which people prior to 2020 weren't doing it because well, they never had, they weren't pushed to do it. Well, even now, if you listen to the narrative, it's moved from net, like, from, I don't want to generalize, but let's say it's moved from, you know, this many cases or this many deaths now to this many vaccines. Like it's yeah. the, it, the words have well, changed, but the energy is still the same behind it. Yeah. yeah. It's like that annoying sibling who's trying to bug you and he's poking you. I'm not I, touching you. I'm not, not touching yeah. you. And they're just trying to distract you. But if you're not reacting to it, they have to step their game up because they just want that reaction from you. So keep focusing on what you're doing. Keep focusing on choosing your light because that's what you are. And the distractions will still be there, but they're going to fade into the background and you can keep moving forward. Yeah. And I had a really good experience with this on Saturday. I went and got my tattoo done and it was the first time probably in two years that I had been like, as I was saying to everybody that deep into the rabbit hole and being the witness of it, it was just so amazing for me. And what I inherently witnessed in those five hours and saw is that everybody is actually, I wouldn't say everybody, but majority of us are thinking the same way. We're just too scared to say it. Mm -hmm. So it was like towards the end of my tattoo and they were kind of like, how do you feel about COVID or how do you feel about this? And I was like, it doesn't exist in my world. That's my language to anybody who asks me. And, you know, I took off my mask. I had a great conversation and I was like, yeah, I'm like, everybody 
inherently has these feelings about things, but everybody's so wounded and scared to speak up because how is that going to negatively impact them? And I know me and Carly had like a really interesting view on that too is we've talked about her before on the podcast, like Rachel Hollis had put something up on, um, Instagram, it's Instagram, Instagram yeah. TikTok, and whatever the case may be. Like, I'm not, I don't care about 3D stuff, but just for a teaching tool. And then every single person is like 14,000 people are attacking her because she talked about having a cleaning lady that cleans her toilets and however and how she's she, not relatable. Yeah, and how she just explained this. And me and Scott were talking about this, and I said, Scott, like, isn't this wild? Is this not wild that it's like right now people are looking for the tallest stick that they can then point fingers at to distract themselves from themselves? Mm -hmm. Truly. And then I had a really good laugh because when I blew up my life in my statement at the very end, I put a Rachel Hollis quote and somebody, multiple people like ripped me a new one and was like, don't use Rachel Hollis. She would never, ever do something like this. She would take <laughs> accountability for everything she does. And now here we are two years later, and she's trying to stand up for her light and who she is, and the world is ripping her a new one mm-hmm. constantly. Well, yeah, right? and like making her the topic of podcasts, of people's Instagram posts, of their Instagram lives. But like, really, Why? It's a distraction. Why? It's a distraction. Because I'm sorry, but your Instagram live about something that Rachel Hollis says has no impact on Rachel Hollis or the decisions she's going to make. So you're just doing it from your wounds. Yeah, it's crazy. And crazy. I mean, it will impact Rachel Hollis in the sense like, you know, I could have said the same thing as you can say whatever you want about me, but when you're unwounded or sorry, when you're wounded, you are rattled by it. People do tell you those things and you're just like shook by it, but but, but what I'm saying is like, like what impact does it have on the person no, that's I know. saying it versus making them their ego feel good in the moment that they stuck it to her? Exactly. And it's happening left and right it's right crazy. now. It's crazy right now. And are you a part of that? Mm-hmm. Notice that. Are you a part of, you know, the distraction? Are you part of, are you unconscious to the distraction mm-hmm. in your life? Like, who are you following on social media? I have been trying to hammer this in for the last year. Are Like, seriously, look at who you're following. Hear me and hear me loud. Why are you not unfollowing? Why are you not cleaning up your accounts? That's all energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like... People are so trying to avoid anything happening to them that they're willing to put somebody else. It's like literally going back to like biblical times. Mm -hmm. We're literally willing to throw a stone at somebody else and call them a witch or call them this so that you don't look at me. Mm -hmm. There's an awakening happening here, you guys, massively in the 3D. It's crumbling. And for a large majority of people, they're still trying to control. They're still trying to cling. They're still trying to make it all be how they want it to be. And that all has to happen because that's how the crumble happens. Mm -hmm. So a big part of this podcast today is what was the thing that you're saying, Scott? Why is it not working? No, no. I think it was. What was it? Oh, I yeah, yes, you guys, we yes. have memory problems. Yeah. No, no, it is. It's why is this not working? Yes. But like, that's the inherent energy behind it. But more or less, like you are at the middle. You're on the middle part of that tightrope right yes. now. So it's going to take you just the same amount of work to go back as it will to go forward. And the mentality of this isn't working for me is what we're here to help you unwind. Yes. Well, essentially what you're going to be doing is as you're walking back, if you choose to walk back towards the beginning 
you're going to be looking back over your shoulder kind of, well, what if I'd actually gone that direction? What if I hadn't listened to all these people? Well, it's kind of like, so it's kind of like the weight loss journey, you know, where it's like you had said to me when I first started working out, um, when I was doing the opposite of what I would normally do, you said the time is going to pass anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you might as well focus on the healing because the bridge is here. And I was saying to Scott and Carly before we got on, I said, I get that people don't understand us because we are the new, we are not the 40 spin. We are here for new earth. We are the bridge from the old to the new. We are Facebook in 1990 when yeah. people would be like, what the hell's Facebook? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Well, like we were, I know we were talking about this and we were trying to come up with some analogies for people and it was like food, food is like, food is like the biggest one that people can really center their life around. And it really depends on what you grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like Carly was talking about her, her mom just cooked meat and potatoes and every Friday was hockey night in Canada. So it was pizza with olives. That's her memory that she grew up with. Now, as an adult, she could still eat that exact same way. Mm-hmm. But what are you eating now, Carly? I love my Buddha bowls, my teriyaki, my Thai food, my Indian, all the things that are very opposite to what I grew up eating. <laughs> yeah. And I know I've taught, I've told this story for, for years was we would have like uh, noodles and ground beef on Monday, noodles and ground beef with uh, peas on Tuesday, noodles and ground beef with peas, with pe- carrots and corn. Like I would always joke that mom would just have the same old ingredients and just add one more thing to freshen it up. And then it'd be like random, like Thursday, like chicken or turkey. And then it'd be like rice and turkey or, or rice and turkey and like vegetables. Like it was just variations of the same thing. And I don't think it was until like 2013 where I would have been in my 20s, early 20s, that like I really tried to like you know, I'm sick and tired of this. Let's step out of my box. And I tried a mango for the first time. And ever since then, it's like, what's one new thing we can try every time I go to the grocery store? Love it or hate it, what's one new thing? And that's a practice that I've been doing for a long time. And it's it's growing. It got to the point where sushi, I didn't eat sushi till I had met Coco when I was in my 30s. And I stayed with the basic rolls, the California rolls, the saucy stuff, the stuff that's not really sushi. It's more (laughs) Western food. American sushi. Yeah, like American sushi. And then I started getting out into like the nigris, the raw fish, the octopus, the eel. Mm -hmm. And now those are the things that I enjoy because I slowly stepped out of my boundaries and slowly was uncomfortable all the time. Well, I think... You've said this before, Scott, it's 1% change every day at the end of the year is 365 changes, percent changes, right? Well, and one of the big awarenesses that I was seeing this this weekend and like just coming off of that um, Kahuna Awareness Month is that everybody, quote unquote, thinks that this just happens overnight, okay? And it is a process on a level that I don't even have terms for, but the guides have even been nudging me to write my second book already about this all, about being a light being, about moving into new earth frequency, because it there isn't any real knowledge out there, especially with what we do. And what it comes down to that I really want them to share about is you have to look at ourselves, like Carly always says, is like we're a computer and we are programmed to respond to the program within us, which would be what they were just talking about the food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is years of, of un, 
winding and this is years of shifting, but also what maybe took me, for example, let's use me, I awakened in 2016 and it took me literally till like right now to start my winding in my soul life. So what are we looking at? Uh, six years, somewhere like that. I don't know. My math is bad. Whatever the case may be. Um, it's not going to be that slow quote unquote for all of you, Mm -hmm. because there's now people like me, for example, who are the bridge from the old to the new, who can look at your body in ways that other people just haven't done before that you would have benefited from. I would have benefited from you. Exactly. It would have been a lot quicker. Exactly. So I want to really have you guys hear this, that consistency and dedication is how you get here. And if you're just constantly and constantly searching for knowledge and trying to consume that, I know that people aren't going to like this, but that's a distraction too. Mm-hmm. Because the knowledge that you're constantly trying to consume is your ego's way of telling you that you're doing something. And I really need you guys to hear that because I know that that is part of the 4D spin Mm -hmm. is it's like we are constantly consuming the knowledge, but then there has to get a point where you are past that point of like on the, on the tightrope where you're like, but what is within? Mm -hmm. And you start recoding the programming of your computer. Well, it's getting stuck on on the language. Yes. The instant manifestation. We expect it to literally be instant. I want a bowl of soup. I'm going to manifest the bowl of soup. Okay. Bowl of soup didn't come. It's not working for me. It's not yeah. working for me because we're stuck on the, the instant part. But if time doesn't exist and we quit worrying about when that bowl of soup comes, when, when that, is instant, yeah. when is instant, because that bowl of soup is going to arrive exactly when you need it to. And with purpose. And, and going back to the computer analogy that you guys really need to understand is we're so programmed by a program and the program is our ego. Okay. And then it's our beliefs and it's our conditioning as children coming up and, and our, and our core wounds. So on what thinking thought process does, did anyone think that that is going to be instant and that that isn't going to take some quote unquote work to, to undo everything that you already know. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be on that tightrope and all of a sudden you feel like you're going to trip and fall. It's uncomfortable to be on that tightrope and being like, holy fuck, what am I doing? I'm about to fall. It's uncomfortable. Lack is honestly the biggest symptom of fucking ascension alive. And here's why, and this came to me this weekend, is because lack in 3D, you can control. You can hustle harder. You can do all the things. You can keep your credit fucking tight and tidy and fucking have all that. You can control lack in 3D. When you move to living from soul, you can't control lack. It's a byproduct of who you are inside. So the biggest symptom I see with people is when we start moving into our soul, lack is the biggest distraction because lack is our, our ego's control. And one of the biggest inherent things to try and tell us that we're fucking going to fall off the type rope and die or be homeless. The biggest program. It is. It's the biggest program. And like, think about this too. It's like, if you think of the computer analogy, a computer only quote unquote knows what it's been programmed to know. Yeah. And what program will tell the computer 
computer to attack the program. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. right? It's it's there to work. Mm-hmm. So why would it tell the program to attack it? This is why it's so difficult when you start to awaken and you need to reprogram because you're literally like, we'll call it a good virus that comes in and is like, wait a minute, you don't have to do what this program says. Mm-hmm. But because you've been living off this program all your life and didn't know there was the option to not, it's creates the spin. Yes. Well, like yes. you've written, you've written and the pain. Uh, yeah. 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 You've written a line of code cause you want to try something new, but then when you try to implement that line of code, it can't run properly because a previous line of code exists, but you don't really want to get rid of that previously code that exists because while it has served its purpose, but it's comfortable, it's comfortable, right? It's there, you know, maybe I want to go back to it, yeah. but the new code can't work with the old program. I love that. And guess what? The more code and writing you have on your computer, the more, you know, you only have so much space, then it starts to slow down and then you have to start doing the upgrades. And I love this. This is like mine and Alexia's world where we work on your body. And if like, I, I just like, well, Scott what, and I love it because we're inherently computers anyway. Well, so. what I'm what I'm seeing in my mind right now, um, like well, the images they're showing me, is like that's what you guys well, you at guys- times don't understand. Is it's because just now before we came on, I did a session, and when she came out, I said you just did 27 years in linear time in this hour session. Well, because it's engineering. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. recoding, mm-hmm. redoing all this stuff with you in quantum. That then comes out into your physical you know i had a profound one of the one of the most probably most intense physical days since i have been aware and on saturday i woke up you guys and i was like what the fuck is even going on my my lower back it felt crazy all these things anyways i got alexia to come over and my dragon energy was coming on through my back and i was just this dragon going through time and space so fast about to shatter through the tattoo that i was about to come through and it's crazy to me like we were laughing about it the next day because i was like Anyone in 3D, like we're crazy. They don't understand it. But this is the surrender of the ego to know that you're reprogramming your computer to allow for the space to come in, to allow for these quote unquote, like mystical, mind blowing out of this world states to exist, that your light body can look in a way that you would have paid thousands upon thousands of dollars for plastic surgery for people cannot understand that from the old programming because mm-hmm. all they know is that cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not just enough just to come and sit down and yes. do 27 years of work in an hour yep. without following through that. The other 23 hours in the day, yeah. the other 14 days or 21 well, days yeah. in between sessions, like that's mm-hmm. the consistency that's the deleting of the old code that no longer works. Mm-hmm. And it's a full collapse. And it is a full DNA recalibration that is happening now. Like this is our work. This is where we're pivoting to. This is just it to help you guys all get onto grid, to help you really realize why you're fucking here. And it is not you guys letting up this whole You've got to just keep going past this. You have to be uncomfortable when your computer is slow and you're frustrated with it and you have to restart it and you smack it and you're annoyed with technology. We all know that feeling when our Wi-Fi is slow. 
you know, that's your guys's body. It's so dense. It's so full of all this old programming that you have to do this consistent work. Now it really comes down to what are you going to do to optimize your light? And we were talking about it before we got on and it comes down to, you know, we'll use us as an example, like back in the day when we were beginning this journey, it was like, okay, what can we do to choose basically now we understand our light, right? But we were trying to better, quote unquote, better our life. So it started with food. It started with moving out here, you know, those type of scenarios. But what it really was, was we were choosing our light versus our human when we had no money to do so. Well, one of the analogies that the guides had given us is live like you've got $70 million. And trust me, I hated them when they said how, that. How, <laughs> I how, was actually hysterical. How can you, when you're having financial straits, live like you've got $70 million? It's a lifestyle you can't even imagine because I have tried. You know, the enormous wealth that you have to just do whatever you want. But here's the thing. You have that wealth to do whatever you want, to buy whatever you want. So that way, when you go to buy something, what am I really buying this for? Mm-hmm. that's the questions you start asking yourself. That's where you start living with that intent. Oh, I can afford to buy this, but why am I buying mm-hmm. it? Okay, I have $70 million. Why am I just living on breadcrumbs? Why don't I just buy a whole fucking loaf? Yeah, I the have, programming told I, you to. I have the money and I'll be okay if I buy the loaf. Why am I just fucking like buying like nickel and diamond and just like buying breadcrumbs and breadcrumbs just to survive? I'll be fine. I am fine. I have more than enough. When it comes down to that feeling of everything in new earth is feeling, it's feeling, it's feeling, whereas everything in old earth is thinking, 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 thinking. And when you come from feeling base, and trust me, when the guides had said two years ago, live like you have $70 million, I remember like in the kitchen, Scott being like, they're fucked. This is fucked. Mm-hmm. Like we can't even put food on the table and you want us to live like we have $70 million. Like I was angry because I was in such my victim. I was in such survival mode. But now where we are today, I'm like, oh my God, I so get it on every single level because we actually don't even care anymore. Well, we chose we chose health. Yeah. We chose our gym memberships. We chose buying a higher grade level of food, right? Mm-hmm. We chose those things. When we went to and buy that's how you get out of lack. When we went to um we went to buy clothes, it's like, well, I like this, but I'm not you know, it doesn't make me... It's not a hell yes. It's not a hell yes, so mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. But if it was a hell yeah, we talked about it and we bought it mm-hmm. because, you know what, we'll be fine because mm-hmm. it's a hell yes purchase. That's how people with $70 million live if it's a hell yeah. And that's rewiring the programming. So yeah. using our lock layer to help you guys understand, that was really how we continue to rewire the programming. You know, and on the weekend, it was the first time ever in my entire life that I had really felt this ever because up until this point, I was like, oh my God, if, you know, my house no longer was available for us to live in, I would be devastated. Or if I, you know, didn't have X, Y, and Z, I would be devastated. And I actually said to Scott on Sunday, I'm like, you know what? I could be told tomorrow that our house was gone and I would sell everything in our house. And for the first time in my life, I don't give a fuck. And that's really how you deprogram the programming because you can just have nothing and you just don't care. 
You because just, you'll be provided for. It, yeah. And that's there, how you ascend to be the witness and be the light and to redo this program. And to pull yourself off the game because yeah. you're not worried about playing because guess what? Everything that you really need or want will be provided for you. So there's no reason to stress anymore. And you Everything have, comes when yeah. it's... Um, what's that wizard well, quote from Lord of the Rings? Ah, uh, never seen it. A, a wizard never. A wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to, yes. or something along that sort. Hopefully, I didn't butcher it for too many people. You're gonna have so many people <laughs> be like wrong. But that's just it. Yeah, everything arrives right when it needs to. But you have to deprogram and you have to do the work to reverse the DNA and reverse the programming and the belief systems and everything that are so instilled in the human to allow for the light to come forward. So here I can feel everyone being like, I'm stressed about this. Like they're stressed. They're saying like, that sounds really difficult, but think about it in this way. It's like a muscle. So as you practice it, it does get easier. Mm-hmm. The more you say hell yes and you say yes to you, the easier those decisions become. And you make the decisions at the time that you're supposed to make them, like Scott's saying. So the big decisions like quitting a job, leaving a partner, if that's on your blueprint, it will happen when it's supposed to. And at that point, it's not going to be a challenge for you. It may be uncomfortable, but it won't be a challenge. You're going to have the support to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Why? Because think of it like this. When we're talking about upgrading a computer, which is funny because I just got the notification on my laptop this morning that I need to upgrade to a new program. Um, If I was not to do that upgrade and now wait till the next time, the time it will take to actually do the upgrade would be a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing small updates every day, so that 1% every day, in the end, you're going to have a brand new operating system that you don't even remember how it got there because Mm -hmm. it was 1% a day versus four hours of downloading time because you haven't been doing it. 100%. And I mean... We we are the living proof of that. It's been right. It's oh, been exactly what Carly just said. I, it's I, been it's been. I, I laugh oh, so hard re- going out for walks, especially now that like spring is in the air and I've been out a lot more. And just even recently, it's like like this is our life. Like we don't we don't hustle. We don't we don't push. We don't even work like a regular forty hour work week. We manage to pay all our bills, live in this beautiful place, and. It doesn't even feel like work. It feels like we are on vacation all of the time because that's literally the life that we've built for ourselves because that's how we should live. Why are we stressed? 100%. And that's the upgrade of the computer program Mm -hmm. because... 5D and beyond looks like a dream state to people. It looks like a vacation to people. And they from that state, all of us sitting here would have thought that our life currently was impossible. Impossible. But you have to get uncomfortable to to then change, right? Well, yeah, what's coming to me now too is like when I quit my tech job, uh, I was making like a good amount of money. And like the first few months after, I was still in that state of how am I going to continue to yeah. do that? Because I hadn't been doing the upgrades regularly, right? When you're at the beginning, you have to expect to feel that way because you haven't had the support of yourself up to that point. Mm-hmm. So it's very normal. You had external support. That's all you know, right? That's all you know. You only know the external to support you. So when you have to support yourself internally. There's growing pains. It's 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 being an entrepreneur in 3d like i mean it's hustle it's hustle like <laughs> it's working 23 you know, hours a day. yeah it's grinding yeah like us it was like we supported ourselves internally like um like through self-employment but it was 
the only way to do that was you had to hustle mm-hmm. to get the external to bring it into you because you never knew when your next paycheck was coming or which the next thing was coming. And now where we are now, we are still self-employed, but it's just so different because the intent is different and it's not coming from, um, it's not coming from that save me or that that greed, that and greed and competition getting my- and getting it and selling and I'm not going to be okay. It's that inherent trust inside of you that when I say yes to me and be what I came here to do, a byproduct of that is I will be provided for. And I couldn't grasp that for years, but I had to deprogram. Well, like when we talk about living from 70 million, it doesn't matter how much money you spend because you've always got more money. And we've talked about it, I know for sure on the podcast where it's like we hit zero so many goddamn fucking times. It wasn't even scary Yeah. because whenever we hit zero, somehow, some way, more money always came in and bills were paid because we trusted. Well, because I, we were living like we had $70 million. Yeah. And then that old programming will always try and come in and get you and be like, this is going to be the month. This is going to be the week. This is when the shoe's going to drop. You know what I mean? It always, you still have to notice that that, at that very... It doesn't go away. It, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it fades away, but it no longer becomes the main operating system. Mm-hmm. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah. So here's something for you guys. To grasp why people bury themselves in debt, you don't need to study interest rates. You need to study the history of greed, insecurity, and optimism. To get why investors sell out at the bottom of a bear market, you don't need to study the math of expected future returns. You need to think about the agony of looking at your family and wondering if your investments are imperiling their future. I love Voltaire's observation that history never repeats itself. Man always does. Mm -hmm. This applies so well to how we behave with money. Mm -hmm. And it's all and money is just such a huge program within the the flip. Money is a self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If you think you're gonna be broke, you're gonna be broke. If oh, you yeah. think you're gonna be rich, could... you're gonna look at the freaking stock market. People are like, there's a recession coming, so everyone pulls out. It creates a recession. Oh, the markets are gonna pick back up. Everyone invests. Well, it's the, the market new- goes back up. It's the news as a whole. The mo- <laughs> the news is a when you understand that this world that we live in is literally just a game yeah. and it's literally just a computer program, you see how like Scott started off in the podcast podcast saying the news is getting a little bit more yeah. extreme so then what does it do it invokes the fear in people it does this the reaction but when you rise up and you're just watching the game it's mind blowing <laughs> well but you, it, can, you can see the spark that's lit and you already know the outcome exactly it's amazing and it and and this is this is that work you guys this is that no going back because why would you want to sincerely ask yourself this right now as much as this at times may seem hard, as much as like giving yourself that, you know, that support, because I was just saying, I know a lot of you guys think, quote unquote, think you can do this yourselves. And I always empower you and say like everybody has it within them. But honestly, majority of people can't do it themselves anymore because you don't know new earth energy. You're not there at that point. So well, you, you can't do it until you've had a taste of the new program. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. So if you were just sleepy and you had nothing to help you wake up, you're not waking up. And even as you are awakened, you know, you're not here. I can guarantee it. You're not here to fucking recalibrate your DNA on your own. you have your own specific purpose. So that's where you guys need to hear this is it's like, we just think that we sit in our shit and we spin because we think that we can do it ourselves and then wonder why it's hard or why it's not working. 
let's be honest. We, the three of us sitting at this table recording this podcast, are not doing it on our own. No. No. We have conversations with each other mm-hmm. like every day. Di- every day. Yeah, every day non-stop. we're every day we're just discussing things. We're expanding our minds. Yeah. We're we're testing new theories. We're talking to each other about like things that we've noticed with the other person because mm-hmm. we should be able to mention those things and not have people like react, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have people like that in your life who are on your level, you're going to get stuck in your own head because your brain or your computer mm-hmm. is only capable of outputting so much information. There's only so much information that it can possibly put out on its own before it goes, well, I can't think of a problem. I can't think of the solution to the problem because all I have is so much data. You need someone else to kind of give you some new data so that way you can see the problem differently sometimes. And honestly, when you're on the tightrope, everybody's going to tell you you're fucking crazy that you're on the tightrope. Well, well, I was just going to say, it's like, if you know better, you do better. So if you knew how to do this, you would already be doing it. Well, I know. Well, I, I know. I know. I, mean, I, I knew that. I, I knew know. That. I knew that stove was hot. I just decided to touch it. And then I decided to put my other hand on it. And then I just decided to roll over it. But I knew it was hot. I knew it was going to burn me. Well, I, I mean, just did it. Okay? I mean, me and, I know. me and Scott are going to talk about our life here for a moment because we had quite the quite the night last night. And I think that it's really relatable for people because, you know, we have two children and one of um, our son lives in Montana and our daughter's 18. And she is a prime example of, I don't know. And she is the living proof that you can live with two conscious people in our air supply, in our beautiful home and all the things and still have everything she's ever wanted externally. (laughs) Yes. And still not want to wake up. And we have given her every single opportunity and from every angle and from a higher place, understanding her core wounds and everything. And let's just say last night she came home at two in the morning through the window in the laundry room. (laughs) like it's you know like let's just let's just like and I know lots of people who are parents are like yeah like help us with this help us with this because our kids are wounded because we're the generation that are still wounded but here's the thing you have to get to a point where the embodiment of your light far succeeds the labels of what people are to you in your life So with me and Scott, we are now at a point where we are literally done and her transition period is to move out and to go and find her way because no longer can you coddle and help people try and find their way when they just don't want to see Mm -hmm. that there is a better way to live, right? So I don't know why I segued through that. Because uh, they, they nudged me too, and I can't even remember well, why, I mean, but I'll leave it to you. When we were talking about this, and I've had some time to reflect upon this, what she's always wanted to do is move out. That's always what she's been on the back of her head, but she's never been willing to admit it out loud to, to us, and she's never willing to admit it to herself that this is what she wants. She wants to stand on her own two feet. So what is easier for her is to... Pain is to take actions mm-hmm. where the outcome is decided by someone else. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, if you keep up with this behavior, like, we're, we're tired about it. And it's not like she's a bad kid. Like, don't get me wrong. She's not a bad kid. Mm-hmm. She doesn't steal. She doesn't do drugs. She's just... And even if she did that, that's not bad. It's yeah. just the wounds, It's right? just the wounds. Her wounds yeah. just come out, and we talk about it, and she just needs to move out. And we've kind of given her the option because like it's tough out there on your own, especially starting out as a kid. 
and she never wanted to make the decision. So what it comes down to is like, I'm going to do actions that determine that outcome. So that way I'm not responsible for it. Someone else has literally made the choice for me, even though I've made that choice to have that person make that choice, which sounds really, really confusing what I'm thinking about it as I'm talking out no, loud here. No, that makes here. sense. No, and but, it, it makes complete sense. And the reason why I wanted, I got nudged to share this is I know like all of you guys can use our daughter as like an example in your life where you have these people mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter who they are to you, what their labels are. We're past the human. We are light now. And sometimes on our blueprints, there comes a divide where you can give, 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 and you can come at it from such a higher place and all different angles. But at some point, you've got to almost just put the hammer down gently from a higher perspective and let let those people go and be okay with it. You know, and that comes from deprogramming. Because let me tell you, if me and Scott were to call either one of our parents right now, the response we would get is you guys are so hard. Oh, she's just a teenager. All that programming would come on that computer programming, Mm -hmm. trying to make me and Scott be out to be these bad parents, and we need to give more Or or question ourselves. And you have to understand that this is why you also do the work to get so solid in who you are and heal your wounds that it doesn't matter. We don't even need to tell anybody because we don't give a shit because we inherently know who we are and where we're going. And the number one decision for us is our light. Well, I mean, as you can can take it exactly as Coco said, as you can eliminate people who have a specific label from your life, or you can just, maybe that's you. Maybe you're going through life and Mm -hmm. you're like, wanting to make a decision but not really ready to make a decision so you're trying to force other people to make a decision for you maybe that's you and you just have to be conscious and aware of that yeah like i'm really strongly about that because that was your second marriage like i'm okay with her moving out i get it kids should move out there's a lot of things that you know you can learn from your parents but there's a lot of things that you learn once you move out of your house Mm -hmm. like you can grow up as long as you know till your 40s but once you start moving out on your own, it's a different world that people need to experience. And, and it also is a whole different ball game, literally ball game, when you're conscious because you have an air supply. So when people are out of that air supply, everything changes and changes drastically. So there was old earth and being a little bit higher frequency or vibration than people naturally. And then there's new earth and it's air supply. And air supply is people are sucking on your air supply and they will sustain until they're out, right? And like, we've seen it. People get out of the air supply and it's like, it's, it's, it's almost shocking to the mind. So people have to sometimes get out of the air supply, especially when we're conscious, so that they can fly, Well, right? I, I feel like it's, it's a comfort thing. When you're a yeah. kid and you mess up, mom and dad are still there to save me. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of like when you get move out, you got a little bit of distance, maybe you're in the same town. And then like, okay, I'm going to move across the country or to a different country. That's another big, scary jump because now all of a sudden that safety net is a lot further down when you're walking that tightrope. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big thing as well too. Yeah. And I just want to segue back here where you said, is that you? And I feel that there's a lot of people that do this where they wait in a relationship. I mean, Scott was there in his second marriage where he was waiting for her to end it. 
And that is part of doing this work and being conscious too. And we mentor about it every single day when we're like, okay, like, is that person taking from you? Like what, you know, what, however it comes up and you have to really reflect on it and be like, okay, like what is the bird's eye view of all this? Cause sometimes I mean, honestly, majority of the time when you're deprogramming the computer, you should be able to look back at your life and majority of it has shifted when you move into living from soul because you have to clean out the old programming. You just have to. So if a lot of it looks the same, you still have a ways to go and that's okay. And it takes you however long it needs to take you, but you still have to go through these upgrades. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to live in that state of uncomfortableness sometimes for a while and people don't want to do that. It's like waiting for your Mac to Upgrade. Upgrade. And it's been like two hours and you're like, oh my God, I just wanted to go on like Facebook. You know, that's the same in this whole entire journey. And there's so many different layers, you know, kids, partners, like whatever the case may be. And just being really conscious to it and realizing that it's not going to happen overnight. And we're very much in that energy because this month is experience. So just to kind of wrap that up is we had March as that big awareness. Now we're in that experience as we talked about last week. A lot of you guys will notice the shift and now start seeing the experience of everything. Um, I mean, coming through the laundry room window last night was experience five days in, right? Yeah. And that was me missing it during the awareness month. So the experience is that, yeah, like she's ready to move out. This is what she really wants. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that's, that's like so far. I love that. So just kind of break that down for a second. You missed the awareness that that's what she wanted last month. And now we got the experience. Well, we it. had talked about it last month about her kind of making some shifts and change to try okay, and just yeah. be a more contented person. Mm-hmm. And we thought she had done it or we're kind of talked about it. We thought she'd moved towards it. And obviously that's something we had missed Yeah, is that, yeah, she's ready to move out. She's just not willing to admit it. And like, we're perfectly okay with that. So I'm just going to end it on this because I made a post about it this morning. Life, in fact, did not give us lemons. We genetically crossbred other fruit to make them. So we literally create our own problems. So when life gives you lemons, you've literally made your own problems. (laughs) But but actually, is that true? Yes. Carly Carly is shook over there. Lemons and limes. Really? They're not inherently natural causes. They're not that na- created them. No, they're not inherently natural things. Pro- things. Yes. They've been genetically modified for us. Just like tomatoes. Just like our problems. Just and like our, our dramas. Problems. They're a combination of the distractions and us being in the game. Like right now, we could continue on with our daughter to make it more of a quote-unquote problem. But we've now surrendered to it and we're done and we're seeing it from a higher place, which is what we've been trying to do every angle of it. But I I think that's an amazing way to end this podcast. And it's like, you guys, you're on this tightrope. Keep going. Keep going. Get the support. You know, really notice all the things in this experience. Because, I mean, I don't even know what the date is today. But, like, the experience has already been up a freaking level. And it's it's not stopping. May, June, July with those um, WandaVision waves that are coming in that I talked about. They're going to hit you guys and you're in, in the most uplifting way. If you go to negative right away, that shows the layers that you're still on. So it's not a race. It is a journey. And this is what you're here for. You're here to move into the embodiment of new earth. 
And, you know, once you get into that quote unquote space, then there's an, it just, it, it just keeps going and going and going. But the, the tight will rock ends because you're quote unquote on the other side. Lots of analogies today, lots of different perspectives and different ways to look at things. So yeah, so take it all in and we will see you next week with bells on.